Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Rangers <laughs> in Space. I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger. I'm Robert. I'm the Red Ranger. I'm Amy. I'm the Pink Ranger. I'm Tyler. I'm the Black Ranger. I'm John. I'm the Silver Ranger. Speak with confidence, man. Come on. You're a regular member of the team. Okay, fine. I'm John. I'm Gokai Silva. <laughs> I like right. that. That's awesome. That was way more emotion than I was expecting. Oh, fucking go, guys. And he just blew us all out of the He's water. He's my God. favorite one. Really? One of, one of the best. Why wouldn't he be? I mean, <laughs> He's I one of the best. reason not to. I mean, he's a likable character. I'm just kind of surprised. Valuable. Yeah. Huh. Hey. Well, glad, it's always good to see everybody here. He was so, one that was always in the verses, too. <laughs> it's true. In any true. case, though, um, this week we decided to take a little bit of a turn and, and pick ourselves a topic that we wanted to talk about. And this week we decided to talk about esports, um, mostly because lately in the news I came across um, an article because I'm a bit of a fan of Farming Simulator. Hmm. And I've kind of just, I don't know why, it's just I find it weirdly fun. Mm-hmm. Just to play it for several hours, especially if I find like uh, one of the streamers that I follow ends up like starting up a server or anything for subs, um, I will join in, and it's lots of fun. And I just, yeah, I just enjoy it. But I was just kind of scrolling because of that. If I started get, I think I follow one of the video game outlets on Facebook, and it popped out. It was like, oh. There, there's now, um, or what was it? It was a farming simulator has joined the esports community. I'm like, what? That's insane. Yep. How? That's just it. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but if I if I'm I'm checking the numbers right now because I need to double check it. But at the prize money. Is I think two hundred and fifty thousand euros. Hmm. That's insane. Yes, it I, is. I have no other words to describe. How do you wait? <laughs> I. How does? How does that word? Uh, <laughs> competitive Minecraft. Uh. I guess two hundred fifty thousand euros. Yep, a farming simulator, and it's getting its own esports league. Yeah, how do you make that competitive? It's a team-based competition, apparently. Mm-hmm. Huh. Granted, this um, will use competitive three v three game mode, which combined real field work with harvesting, with fun, exciting game elements, and challenging game elements. More on this game mode will be shared in the near future. Hmm. Oh my brain! Oh my I, but where is I, the competitive evidence? I don't. 
is it like money made or that's what i think is like is it profit or is it like uh growing or would have to be profit because it's like if it's three on three then you're trying to figure it's like okay so does that mean you're all on the same map or are you all on different are you are the teams on different maps or are you just or are you doing competing farms trying to see how much you can earn and then at any point like how how best to optimize your field but also do it quickly yeah. i think that would work better than a minecraft competitive i know that was a joke but minecraft there's so many different ways to play and so many yeah. different goals you set for yourself um yeah. you know i could be really good at building like beautiful things or replicas but they're not going to have like an esport replica building so at least farmville kind of has a common yeah. goal. see that's the thing is is uh i i feel of it like from the other corner of farming simulator is so so uh controlled and what it is is that you already know how long it takes to grow something. And so you can literally just write up a formula, uh, basically data mine the game, write up a formula to optimize the best growing of what, where, and when, and how to sell it. And what's the greatest distance from what to where to sell something quicker to shave like 2.5 seconds off your moving from here to here. And like, if you were to somehow when you're pulling up your grain, if you're doing it in a, a, a Rasta pattern versus a uh, climb pattern, if one is quicker than the other, man, this is just stuff I do at work already. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just looking at this, and it says a total of 250,000 uh, euros will be up for grabs during these tournaments, which it will 10 of them across Europe, with 100,000 of this being held back for the finals at the end of the season. It just feels like it's every, it's the game is it can be so easily turned into a formula to make the best thing that like everyone would just be doing the same thing to make the most money if that well, was what the competing edge is. But, but, games... but, but also what it just said as well is that it's combination of field work and other things. So mm. maybe I don't know. I think a lot of competitive gaming can turn very formulaic. Yeah. No, especially like yeah. not tower defense like defense games. Um those I don't know, watching those competitively, it seems like they just find a strategy that works and use a very similar strategy over and over. There's probably less variance in this or there's more variance in uh more complex games strategies, but that's kind um, of all of it. You find yeah. a, a strategy or a formula and you refine it. I know. Uh this is this is the this is the talk I've had many times of a uh, person versus the game versus a person. Games can be very very simple. Like it can just be you have a guy, the other guy has a guy. You both have a gun. Whoever shoots the other guy first wins. That's it. And it's you are now a person versus another person, and so you have to be creative to shoot the guy first using whatever tactics and then coming up with other tactics to fight those tactics. And it's, it always, that's where it grows competitively. That's why all the games that are very esportsy are person versus person. But this sounds like I can't think of any other way for farming simulator to be person versus game. And then it's who's fighting the game better, but games are very easy to break. And yeah, this, uh, I, so this is interesting here. So I, I missed part of this at the beginning. So Cole, this hasn't actually started yet. This has just been announced. No, it has been announced by Giants Games, Giants Software. So, But there have been tournaments in the past. This is the opening of their league. 
Yeah, th this is interesting, though. So basically, this is the publisher trying to take something that is basically a... This is a cult level game i mean this is it something is yeah that this is something along the lines of like a uh, flight simulator or the sim sim city it's something that is exactly ultra accessible very casual market that will always come back to it with every iteration and they're trying to open it up to a growing media demographic exactly they, they have their so, own convention called farm con yeah <laughs> No, that's what I mean. It's on the same level as something like a Minecraft or, you know, like it's, a flight simulator. It is now, isn't it? Yeah, it so this is interesting. So they're trying to go and take something that already has an established fan base, and they're trying to Expand be able it. to market it separately from just the game sales themselves. Correct. Which is both kind of cool and kind of... In this case, weird, just because it's not falling into the normal foray that you'd normally find these kind of games in. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's not. Oh. It's not Counter Strike. It's not. Uh, God, I. <laughs> my brain so, is just on fire from this. What the wait, hell? Wait, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. This is. I, I, I'm looking some stuff up. It's actually making lots of sense now. Oh, all of a sudden, it's not just beating the game. It's, it's being a farm. You're in. Okay, so. I'm from I'm from the we prairies. Are from prairies. We have we are lots farm of here. farming stuff here. And we do have competitive farming stuff like hay bale stacking and uh pitching and just a lot of weird it's like small little tournament things all Old put games together. that have been going for a long many, many years. Yeah, like, like tractor pulling and stuff like that. Um and it's looking like that's what they're kind of doing. They're doing like tractor racing and hay bale stacking where it does sort of come down to skill of how well you can move a tractor or a front end loader. And, and all of a sudden it just clicked for me because if it's just farm farm games that we you can just we can just pop on down to Prairie Land where they're going to have some farm games down there with the tractors. They're going to be stacking. They're going to do cow stuff. It's it's oh, it's oh, okay. It's okay. So that that makes a <laughs> hell of a lot more sense. So they've they've taken elements of the game and just made it into something that could be done competitively. Exactly. Yeah. I was just looking so, at it. Just okay. Like, hey, okay. Yeah, now, now, I'm a, now I'm a little bit more on board. Uh, not something I'm going to be watching. This is not my kind of eSport, but um, okay. I get it at least. Okay. Because uh, so that's the of, kind of thing I like at a yeah. county fair. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly what that is. It is county fair <laughs> level of competitiveness that is now just simulated. Just play uh, county fair simulator 2018. 19 2019 but, uh, 2020 yeah, exactly but um so just going back from that that's kind of the example thing that kind of sparked off this whole conversation so i kind of went back into a little bit of history and apparently the first known video game competition took place in the 19th of october in 1972 with the game space war there was a whole bunch of state in, in stanford university um, apparently, they were invited to what was called the Intergalactic Space War Olympics, where the grand prize was a year's uh, subscription to the Rolling Stone. <laughs> Which is, I guess, was a pretty surprise back then. But that is that is mm -hmm. interesting prize, a prize of its time. Oh, definitely. Um, but the first competition was held by Atari for Space Invaders in 1980. Which makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, well, there was ten thousand participants. 
I'm not surprised by that. Um, God, now now you, uh, damn it, you just had to bring up Atari. Because <laughs> now you're just making me think of, you know, uh, how do I put this? Our, our local friend. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're making me think about the history of gaming competitions and the greatest one that never finished from fucking Atari, the oh, Sword yeah. Quest. The Sword Quest, that was a really big deal. They had all the prizes and stuff like that. Yeah, Earth World, Fire World, Water World, Air World. Big deal, and a lot of those prizes that were made were handcrafted, and they just disappeared or ended up in uh, private collectors. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we know two of them that got delivered. The third one, nobody ever got the prize. And the fourth one supposedly is in the home of Atari's uh, second CEO after Nolan Bushnell sold the company. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to go into that because that the whole story with that and the video game crash is fascinating and we'll just wreck this entire thing. But damn it, Cole, you had to bring up Atari because I'm just like, God. I apologize. That was back back then. That was the type of games that were super popular were Atari games because they were the most at the time the most popular. Well, and that even began kinda, the, the yeah, whole idea. Space, like I know there was Pac-Man competitions. There was Space Invaders competitions. There were there was, movies made off of these. They off of these competitions. I mean, that was basically yeah. That was the setup for like the Wizard, which you know was basically a glorified commercial for both the Power Glove and Super Mario Three. Yeah. I love the power. Uh, it's so bad. So bad. <laughs> of, uh, like the Atari competition yeah. that actually led to the creation of Twin Galaxies. Yeah, which is which became the uh, the one to promote video games that publicize its records to <laughs> the uh, Guinness World Book of Records. Mm-hmm. Just that. And Nintendo also had that one thing too: the Nintendo Olympics with those cartilages. Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, the Nintendo Olympics and. Uh, Oh god, what do they call it now? Because they revived it a couple of years ago. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, Nintendo, what is it? Mario Sonic Olympics. Yes, <laughs> that's um, it. No, oh, no, that's not actually, not quite what I'm thinking of. That's a thing, though. It's actually the really Nintendo really World Championships. That's, that's it. That's what they yeah. started calling it again. Uh, okay, so here's a quick question, though: When you guys think esports, what game do you think of, Rob? Uh, I honestly, first thing, I think, mind. Uh, first thing that comes to mind. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with League of Legends just because that's the one I think that permeated people's mindset with this the most. Um, um no, I think Rob's right. Uh, League of Legends, there. Uh, Starcraft, I think is. Oh yeah, Star yeah. Starcraft was yeah. huge. What about you? What comes to mind? I mean, the biggest thing going right now in esports is uh, Overwatch, which yep. I'm literally yep. watching right now. I mean, everybody uh, watching it. You, Amy, if you, when you think esports, like what type of ga- what game type of game do you? I think, think League think of Legends. Um, okay, so um, like a MOBA, just because League, League of Legends or so. But the thing is, League of Legends fans wanted competitions. Farm Simulator, it, their first competition was started by fans so i would say it's just as valid because there's just you know like just in uh like a market supply and demand you know if the consumers if there's an interest there why why not you know yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. the one other thing that i personally am going to mention because this is what came to mind for me because the when i think esports i immediately think of our our blue our blue Mm -hmm. um dane 
Dane competes oh, fighting in fighting in fighting games, mm-hmm. specifically yeah. Street Fighter and Smash. Mar- and Smash. What does he do? Smash? I don't know if he does Smash. He does. Do Smash, Smash is huge right now too. Yeah, no, but he he does melee. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but, but he does but he does Mario's uh, Smash Bros. Essentially, Dane's cute when he does that. When he does fighting games, he brings his own little um oh shit what are they called? controller. Yeah, no, no, he brings box. It's, it's got his joystick. Yeah, his, he brings his own little joystick and buttons. Oh, yeah. Dane! They were like practicing checking in the hotel room at Fanime, and they kept me up. Those fuckers just losing the first <laughs> round. Uh, Dane and Zaxel on Twitch. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, and also like, like they're gonna like, keep me up. They should at least get to the second I'm round. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but like in 1991, that's the big game was Star was Street Fighter Two. Yeah, that was the big game, and that became direct level competition. There's yeah. one other one that I, when I think of tournaments, that essentially blew the hell up, and that was oh geez, what was it? It was not Doom. It was like a Doom Unreal style tournament. Oh, Unreal tournament. Thank you. Yeah. And everyone's like, I've seen some of those, some of that put those plays. They're crazy. Oh yeah. <laughs> Another big one uh, back in the day. I don't know if it's still a. It, goes on a little bit but not as big was the halo major league gaming tournaments mm. they would do halo yeah. had a big presence when it came to that mm. stuff slayer rounds and all kinds of things yeah and that went well into the 360 and a little bit into one i don't know if it's as big though yeah no mm. it's it's kind of fallen off the map god i actually had forgotten about that but yeah back oh, in the strike as well I forgot oh yeah, yeah. Well, counter strike still big yes go is yeah it's still going yeah it's it's one of those. It's one of those juggernauts. It's like rooted, and it's still yeah. going like StarCraft. And, and I think there's also that. still, and of course, the a big one, Warcraft, mm-hmm. the Warcraft Arena tournaments, competition, um, championships that happens every year. Yeah, those are huge. Like just BlizzCon hosts its own competition as well, and that's bloody huge. And that is like well, BlizzCon is already bloody huge. So yeah. yeah. But just going from that, and like global tournaments itself started in South Korea. Um, yep, StarCraft, right there. Well, but not with just StarCraft, but uh, the main reason um, apparently that's assumed for the start of global tournaments, especially in South Korea, was because of the 1997 financial crisis. Hmm. The Asian financial crisis when there was huge layoffs all over like Japan and China and South Korea. And because of that, there were just, they had nothing to do. So, and that was back in the day of the internet cafe. And so people would spend all day in there, also known as PC Bang, apparently. And they play Korean esports. And apparently they eventually had to make the Korean Esports Association in 2003 or in 2000 to make to keep up with it and to control and to regulate it. Fascinating. Mm. I had no idea. That's pretty interesting. But yeah, but the thing that always blows my mind with gaming competitions, especially like some of the like even the like some of the high tier ones. Like the first time I ever heard about um esports e- in general was uh, i think it was a league of legends competition yeah i wasn't i was i didn't watch it because w- i've never been a huge i've never been a huge fan of mobas but i was looking at i think it was the world cha- the world championships of, of uh, league of legends and i was looking at the prize money for i was like the grand prize and i'm like two million dollars mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, what the bloody hell? And apparently, and apparently that number's fucking skyrocketed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, don't forget uh, those teams are also all paid and sponsored, so they're already. I worked money. with somebody whose husband, his full time job was a League of Legends player, hmm. and yeah, he was he was sponsored, and they were potentially going to move, and they were going to buy a house for all of the uh, people on his team to live in, so they could train and live together. It's like, oh my gosh. But yeah, I'm just looking at right now, and apparently when they announced the over the, for 2016 for the very first Overwatch League, the total prize pool was 3.5 million dollars. Yep. Although with that- the one million, uh, one million to the team winning in postseason. You yeah. can't forget about your uh, healing ice cube as May if you're at that level. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. No, that. Uh- that one's kind of a weird one, though, because a lot of the dominant players in the esports market are games that a lot of them came from either independent developers or they came more organically up into the market. Overwatch is such a weird case, especially with the mm-hmm. league, because, you know, Blizzard was working on a different game, Titan. They ended up taking a lot of the resources and threw together, you know, this hero shooter, which we love. We play it a lot around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the intention behind it was for it to be a financial success. But even when it came to updates and things like that, it was planned to be even less frequent than it is now. There really wasn't a major marketing plan or anything like that behind it. It was more supposed to be a one to two year deal while they worked on another project. Uh, but because of on how successful, number one, it was in sales uh, right off the initial launch, and number two, because of the ridiculous amount of money that people have blown on loot boxes over the course of the uh, first couple of months, they realized that there was a big market opportunity, and unlike a lot of the other esports giants that have popped up, uh, Blizzard put a ton of money out on the market to go and start up the Overwatch League, both in terms of promotions, association, uh, communications markets and all that, to go and build up infrastructure, going and hosting uh, different preliminary matches before the teams themselves were actually decided, partnerships with uh, HP's Omen series of gaming platform. There, Blizzard put a ton of money into going and establishing this league. And kind of weird because it's almost more like the NFL than it is an actual esports league. Yeah. Cuz it is so restricted and so limited because yeah. everything is literally owned by Blizzard in this case. Wait, what yeah. would you and say are the pros and cons to it being like that? A big pro behind that is that anybody that can actually make it in is going to get a lot better recognition out of this. There is a lot more potential for personal sponsorships to get brought up because you know you have an established market and it's not just going to be a flash in the pan. You have a major company that's supporting and backing you the whole way through versus like, say, Fortnite right now. Ninja is really big at the current moment and making some money on deals. But the reality is this is something that is really hard. This is something that Epic Games is kind of just riding on the back of and getting a lot of money out of their loot llamas and all that stuff. Uh, With those, somebody like Ninja eventually is going to get dethroned and somebody else is going to take that role or another game is going to pop up that takes over uh, the YouTube space and Twitch space in particular. 
and then right now, you're just going to be kind of left. So Apex Legends is making a, making a hard push for it. Oh God, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I actually want to talk about Apex Legends on another uh, podcast. But we'll, yeah, but we'll definitely talk about that at another time. But that's currently the one that's trying to make a big push right now. Yeah, that's just also, it, and that's another one where the developer is putting a lot of money in to try to make sure that that game's more than just hype. Yeah. Uh, so the well, battle that royale one. format needs to be refined. I agree. Like, mm-hmm. PUBG, that's the baby of that format. Fortnite bastardized it with all the building. Uh, sorry, Kent and Bree and everyone I, else who likes what, Fortnite. What, 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 I, would you say it bastardized it or would you say that it co-opted it? Because I don't feel like it's necessarily it bastardizing it. Because Fortnite itself started as a normal game and then it kind of took, it kind of added itself to it. Yeah, because it was I, going down. It was a yeah, no, it was a train wreck initially. Yeah, yeah, I it only know. worked I, as a free to play game. The the thing that's frustrating about Fortnite to me is it's not the way it is when it's the last four players. It's just stupid. Like you're just building rapidly. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. not. I don't know. And I, some people like that, and some people think it's different and creative, and I don't. I, so. yeah, I, I've got a lot of I weird feelings. Yeah, I got a lot of weird feelings about Fortnite because there's some things I actually think are legitimately really well done in how they approach that sort of battle royale concept, particularly mm-hmm. with how when you're dead, you can just reload into another game instantaneously and without needing to go and reinstance or resync to anything. I love that design element because, yeah, you could just go and play a whole bunch of matches even if you absolutely suck at it. I think that that's mm-hmm. something that has made it so addicting, especially mm-hmm. for younger players who, you know, don't really know patience. And grew up on Minecraft. Yeah. That's like, this is just the next level for Minecraft players. Well, that's kind of the way I feel about it, especially since they added the whole creative mode because it's like, okay, now this is literally Minecraft with guns. Yeah. Um, and that's not um, a bad thing. I, yeah. I, I just... It's a Maybe this was to... not for me. Like I yeah. just found the whole experience frustrating. I I'm not a fan of playing the game. It does not work for me. It's not my game type. I much prefer, as weird as this is going to sound, and this is you know now dead. Um, I much preferred the uh, campaign concept for this than I have okay. the multiplayer concept. I mm-hmm. really liked that whole building concept, having to go and fight off hordes of enemies. I I like that kind of game, even though with ultimately is pretty shallow in concept and you're going to get bored of it eventually. I like that a lot. The multiplayer is not so much for me, but I still have to recognize it as being a good thing. My bigger concern with Fortnite though, and this is both to the credit and I think ultimately to the future downfall of Epic Games, they've jumped into this and they're going and making a lot of money off of this, but they're only treating it like I hate to say this is, it is going to be a fad in gaming. There's not enough that's being done to make this into a long lasting concept. They're adding more content all the time, but it's one of those things that because they aren't controlling how the market or how the game is expanding in the marketplace, they're not controlling how overall it's going to be marketed. And from what we can tell, they don't seem to be working on any sort of a follow-up game type or game concept yeah. i worry about what happens when players find the new hotness mm-hmm. and that player base shrinks will epic with everything they're trying to do now coming up with a steam competitor that still is not doing terribly great you know people yeah, are still really, especially with the metro exodus situation people are still yeah. pissed about that 
I have uh, that reserved on Steam. Yeah, I've, uh, I don't know. I, I get the feeling that... And this is the reason why I don't consider that one to be in more in the esports vein, even though it is in a lot of respects. Epic isn't mark or Epic is not courting themselves and trying to treat this like something that could be cemented as a multi generation of gaming concept, like say a Counter Strike or you know I don't think it'll last as long as Counter Strike, but like Overwatch in particular. Blizzard's playing the long game with that one, with the Overwatch League. Mm-hmm. And uh, I... <laughs> they did just, uh, it seems that they're actually into a little bit of it where now they're condensing it down. Yeah. They have been laying a lot of people off from their Overwatch League mm-hmm. section. Yeah. Which kind of makes sense that they like threw all their people and money at it to get it big. And now they're like, okay, we got it going. Yeah. Now let's like condense it down and then kind of streamline it. Blast just did. I mean, they did this massive expansion, adding all these extra teams this year, which, once again, smart. The biggest problem with Overwatch League, you know, from the first year was basically the fact that, well, we've got these eight teams and there's not much to a schedule this time around. Yeah. Now having more, it's more like a football schedule on a weekly basis. There's a lot of days for it, a lot of teams. It's something that I think actually is going to help them in the long term. But like you said, they built this up very heavily. They brought a lot of people in, and now they get to kind of coast on it for a little bit. Yeah. The bigger question with Overwatch, I think, is going to be how they continue to implement new content, mm-hmm. how that plays into the league, and how future expansion works out. Because we, we've criticized Overwatch for a couple of things. Uh, with their approach and the league right now is well established and is doing, I think everything right. But especially with some of the new characters and complaints from more high level or, uh, players, uh, they're talking about a lot of the new characters having very low ceilings uh, in terms of depth of gameplay. Okay. And will that ultimately end up hurting? Cause right now I'm watching the soul dynasty and uh, Los Angeles gladiators playing out. And the only character that was not a launch base that I'm seeing right now is Hydration playing as uh, Brigitte, which, I mean, I don't blame him uh, because Brigitte is awesome. Mm -hmm. But yeah, none of the other characters that have been introduced in the last two years are anything that the high-end players are going with, and especially the leaguers. Do you think that's because they're comfortable? I think part of it's probably because they're comfortable, but I will say, like, uh, in doing research for this week, uh, one of the things I ran across, I didn't know these existed, but there's even full YouTube channels that are dedicated solely to uh, patch and balancing changes just for Overwatch by itself, and little tweaks and how they're impacting the game as a whole. And characters like D.Va are apparently very controversial, because... Uh, a lot of pro players find that she is extremely easy to take down, but has a lot of versatility even outside of suit. And then you get a lot of uh, newbie players that are coming into you know the ranked matches and all that stuff that think that she's impossible to beat. You have this character that once you become good enough with other characters, you find ways of working through them. But until you have that kind of experience, it's very easy for a new player to go and have a hard time with them. That's one of those yeah. things that really speaks to on how well that character was designed. 
but like Ash, for example, is like kryptonite to a lot of these ranked players because she has such limitations in terms of what she can really do. She's highly mobile and has some nice attacks, but ultimately doesn't make for great cohesive play with multiple players. Mm. Okay. And kind of going back to origins and stuff like that is like, you could definitely see that over the last few years, it's definitely boomed. There's Mm -hmm. much more, there's more tournaments, there's more competition. Um, just as an example of how quickly everything boomed, there was 10 tournaments in about 2000 mm-hmm. that jumped to 260 by two within 10 years. Yeah. It's crazy. It's insane. So I don't know what the exact numbers are now. I'm assuming it's even higher. Yeah. And that's not, and that's spread across many different games. This is Dota. This is all, this is Warcraft. This is. Counter Strike, like, like, and even going into stuff that like even coverage, coverage mm-hmm. for esports, that's something that's always been really tricky for yeah. a lot of things. Like through the two thousands, it was extremely popular to try and televise them, mm-hmm. but not so much here in the state in the in America. I will tell you that from what I can remember. Well, it's it's a bit of a weird one because there've been a couple of channels that have tried making this work. Exactly. But like G4. Yeah. The, you know, North American, because it was basically from Mexico, the United States, Canada, everybody had access to it. That was NBC's attempt at making a channel just for gamers. And you want to talk about something that fell flat on its face and lit itself on fire? <laughs> that is a great example because they tried to carry a bunch of tournaments for the games that were out then especially when call of duty was you know brand new fresh and was being hailed as being a revolution in uh first person shooters and at the time it was but yeah it didn't really work and i think part of that also has to do with internet culture being a little bit different here than it was a lot of other places because yeah particularly in japan and korea uh, just by nature of how interconnected both of those countries are with technology, with the internet space, they were 10 years ahead of North America when it came oh, to how their homes and all that were connected to the internet. I won't necessarily yeah. say that's better. There's been a lot of drawbacks that we've seen now socially because of that, but definitely there was a much better established sense of that. And with generally speaking, higher internet speeds during those time periods. Yeah. It was reasonable for things like, uh, direct access streaming and stuff like that to be done. Cause number one, video quality was a lot lower back then. It didn't take much to go and provide, you know, an internet feed at, you know, 30 frames per second and something that was, you know, a 280p video. Yeah. That's not so much the case anymore. It's kind of leveled mm. out, but, Something that kind of blew my mind, I took my wife, it's it's Valentine's Day when we're recording this. Uh, we didn't want to do anything really special for Valentine's Day, so we just went over to our uh, favorite burger joint and just sat down. And what do I see? They've got ESPN3 on one television, or I should ask, on one set of televisions, and they have Disney XD on the other. Both <laughs> of them are playing the Overwatch <clears throat> opening match of the year. Like... <laughs> Normally, it's NFL Network. Normally, it's NBA uh, League Pass. It's uh, Root Sports. It's something along those lines. And it's like, this has gone so mainstream so quickly. 
that even a place like this is playing fucking Overwatch. <laughs> yeah. Which, it's, don't get me wrong, it's actually really fun. <laughs> so, are we yeah. saying Overwatch for the Olympics? <laughs> so that's, that's another thing that's come up. Uh, people are starting to like... Uh, like that's a subject that's getting talked about now yeah. is esports as an Olympic sport. Okay, hold on. Let me just jump into something really, really quick. Yeah, like yes, uh, the summit. Apparently, there was a summit held in October of 2017 talking about the growing popularity of esports, and apparently the competitive and they were trying to decide if competitive esports could be considered a sporting activity, and that can cause a lot of controversy with just as like the definition of sports and blah, 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 blah. And just trying to figuring it all out. Cause they wanted as a possibility is bring it in things like NBA and FIFA and like all of these <laughs> the like, sport games. Lovely. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But no, but at the same time though, like the, the classification thing has been going on for years. Like can, the Canadian league has been trying it. The Turkey's ministry of our youth and sports have been trying to figure it out. Like just because it gets the term of, of players professionals and that game that gives extra bonuses they can legally do and provide. Um, another interesting about thing about some of these, these leagues, uh, where is it? I just had it right here. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh yeah, because going back to the televisions, like you, Rob's right. South Korea was the best out of it. They had two twenty-four hour cable television channels that that only played esports. That was like NBA and it was like Warcraft three and Starcraft. Apparently, yeah. Um, ger- there was a German television um, covered esports until what two thousand nine when it shut down. UK did had something called X League TV broadcasting sports from two thousand seven to two thousand nine. The, uh, there was an, own, an esports only channel for ESL TV, which kind of did it up for a little while, and that crashed and burned after a little while. Yeah, most of them didn't survive. Uh, there was a French channel that uh, that tried, it didn't work. Uh, the United States ESPN hosts used to host the Madden NFL competitions mm-hmm. called Madden Nation from 2005 to 2008. Those competitions still go. Obviously, they're not covered as much. Um, and apparently CBS uh, did uh, air pre-recorded footage of the 2007 World uh, Series of video games. Yeah, no, there's... Oh, yeah, and G4, we were just talking about that. G4. They originally were, were created to uh, cover video games, uh, video games exclusively, but then they kind of expanded out of there, but now they're well, gone. They, that was the funniest thing to me, because they merged with an actually successful channel called Tech TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And initially when they did that, everything started shifting over to video games because a lot of the tech TV crowd were uh, more in the age that I am now. Uh, I was I was always too old for my body because um, I love tech TV. And that's where actually where I found a lot of uncensored anime because uh, go figure it was on uh, more deluxe cable channels. So there wasn't the same <laughs> kind of broadcast restriction. I don't remember time. ever seeing anime on tech TV. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. anime unleashed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I remember they had always the tech shows and like they had the, uh, yeah, they always had just tech shows. Yeah, yeah there was like the screensavers and, uh, yeah. oh God, what am I, I'm, try- I'm trying to remember all the names. Uh, but yeah, Wired for Sex. Um, God, what the hell? Was, what was the name of the guy from Freddy Got Fingered? I'm trying to remember his name. He had a comedy Seth show Green. that was never funny. Thank you, Seth Green. Or not Seth Green. Not um, Seth Green. Um, yes. 
Uh, why am I forgetting his name? All I know, sudden? I know. It's like, it's like, what was it? He was in Bob the Butler too. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. He was never funny. It. Tom Green. Tom Green. Tom Green. Who was there a green? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, no, they they had a whole bunch of shows that, for the most part, I liked and were at least interesting all the way through. And they merged with G4 because it seemed like a good move. G4 was not doing so well. Tech TV was on the rise. It had moved over into uh, not basic cable, but it started moving into uh, more mid-level uh, cable packages. And when Tech TV's shows started shifting over to it, the Tech TV, sh- or sorry, the uh, G4 shows were insanely popular. I think there were a lot of guys that were curious about it. Uh, and this different side of gaming that, you know, you really didn't see outside of X-Play, which, you know, was their highest rated show on tech TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was really cool. It was interesting seeing these different sides of things. And a lot of them were uh, gaming competitions and tournament bases and top 10 shows. And ultimately those shows during that initial first year became such a big deal that they decided to shift the entire focus. Cause you know, G4 wasn't working well by itself. It's just because it wasn't on enough cable blocks. It wasn't on enough cable access. It wasn't the fact that, you know, gamers just generally don't watch as much TV. We tend to play games and things like that. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I think that's part of the problem that we ran into there. Uh, and yeah, the culture has changed a little bit, you know, with, yeah. I, I think especially with game consoles having access to a lot of different streaming services and with access to things like Mixer and Twitch being mm-hmm. so accessible even to console players that a lot of what used to be very PC-oriented uh, and generally higher cost to get into gaming has now become so accessible to people that, yeah, it finally works. The model can actually be sustainable to have frequent access to streaming services to have mm-hmm. constant access to gameplay itself, whether it's just watching a stream or a clip compilation on YouTube. If you're watching a stream on Twitch, if you're on a Microsoft product and hate yourself and you watch mixer, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but going, but, but going, going in for what you just said there, Twitch and online streaming has mm-hmm. what, what, what has really made, these type of competitions extremely popular now Mm -hmm. because now it's super easy to get a hold to watch Mm -hmm. you can if you like there's hundreds of uh twitch channels that are solely dedicated to just Mm esports there's individual streamers that that practice and they and they and they're streaming they're even making money like some people some of these guys are professional streamers that practice and just play these games constantly and they're and they have supporters of course some of them crash and burn because they do something really stupid on stream um, <laughs> and they lose all their sponsorships and they end up disappearing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time though, you got all these people here. It's like the fact that these things jumped in from just like, Oh, simple competitions to a group of five people sitting at a specially designed table with multiple, com- with professional level computers, with characters that were already made for them with a referee or re- uh, four referees standing over their shoulders. Mm-hmm. And then one in-game referee. Like, it's spectacular and and amazing how much of this has changed and just how much money gets passed around. But I do have one question. Going from on my screen, I'm going to go starting with Amy. I want to. We're going to jump back to the. Do you consider? Do you consider esports a um a compet? No, what is it? Um. 
a, a classification as a sport? Do you could do you consider competitive gaming a sport? Mm, I. Why do I have to go first? Uh, that that's kind of a hard question. I kind of have a classical view of what a sport is: is honing your physical body because there's many ways to hone your mind that it's not a sport and it is honing your mind and your hand-eye coordination, but it's not a sport. It is a skill. It is a talent and it is a competition, but I would say sports are athletic feats. Okay. So you not do to say it's not impressive as hell, but so I think, you know, it's an e-sport and that's a way to refer to it that people understand it's a competition, but it's not a, a sport. Okay. John? You know, I'm going to say, yeah, it is a sport. Why? Because you have enough people around there that come into it, they enjoy it, they want to see it, and you got people that pour their heart, mind, and soul into it to enjoy it. Like, I recently watched some of the uh, tiny esports they have for games like For Honor, and you have a lot of people that, you know, it's not a big community, but you have enough people in there that enjoy it to watch it, and they're Mm -hmm. cheering for their favorite player. So in a way, I can see it as a sport. Fair. Rob? I'm going to say no, but it's not to say that there are not, you know, athletes or a sport in it. My problem with esports as being a sport is that the term is too damn broad. Okay. That's part of my problem. I will say something that I consider something like chess to be a sport, for example. That is something that you do need to train your mind perfectly to be able to do it. I think of something like football as being more than just physical aptitude. You know, it's a mix of strength, strategy, and speed. There's three elements that make it up. Every play is an entire game of chess all in one move. The problem with me and esports is that that kind of term could apply to a whole host of different things. Like if somebody were to go and bring me an iPhone and said, oh yeah, I'm in the uh, Angry Birds esports league. It's like, <laughs> okay, I got to go and <laughs> I got to, I got to stop something here. Okay. That's that in my mind is not really a sport. No, but I will say something like what we can see be like, like an Angry Birds competition. Yeah, there could be an Angry Birds competition. That's one where there's a lot of variables that I think kind of, excluded something like what is going on with and i hate to go back to this but this is a very modern example here something like what we see with the overwatch league we are looking at a situation on where there have been cream of the crop selected players to go and form these teams we are looking at something that has sponsorship promotion we're looking at something where there is a full organization behind it you can make a legitimate argument i think for something like that that yes, this has become a sport because there is a larger strategy in play. You are looking at something that requires at least a base level of physical aptitude that go along with it. You got to go and train your mind. You got to go and know what the situations you're going into are. Just knowing the maps from that game and the different gameplay modes that you can be doing, you got to go and analyze a lot of stuff in strategy. You have to know what your competition is going to be like when you have a scheduled situation. It's not to say that esports can't be a legitimate sport. I just can't go and let the whole term cover and be, you know, oh, video games are now a sport. It's like, no, no, video games are not a sport. You can have sports that have come from video games. 
but you cannot have esports, this generic title, be a sport. That's my oh. side of it. Okay. Tyler? Hmm. Hmm. God, I was about to say everything that Rob was going to say, but in a different way that was almost kind of opposite. Really? Uh, well, <laughs> I was going to go down to the chess thing, too, is like chess is a sport. Yeah. Um, so uh, this is kind of where you're getting your classifications from. Again, it's the Olympics. I don't know. I guess Olympics holds oh, I don't a standard. Well, I... <laughs> the Olympics, the Olympics uh, state not just chess, but chess, checkers, bridge, go. And oh, I don't know what that last one is. Jing Pao. Isn't that Chinese checkers? Isn't that what the actual name I is? I guess that is Jing Pao yep. checkers. Yeah. I'm surprised, uh, like Mahjong isn't on. No, I guess Mahjong is just a gambling game. Yeah, it's no, like that... poker. Wait, is poker a sport? No, poker has not been officially recognized by yeah. the International Olympic Committee. I no. would consider that one to be a sport, though, because there is there is an art form to that. See, see, see. It's it's kind of what it comes down to. Of like, these are minds. There are mind sports. It has now been. It has been established that there are mind sports versus physical sports. Um, and it's got a competitive element to it. And yes, people are there to watch it. Maybe, maybe the term sport is maybe too loose or what is a sport? What's a competitive sport? What's a physical sport? What's a mind sport? You do have to get into this game. I've seen like seeing the people that are competitively playing things like overwatch, all these that are on a team that are going into a house to play. I see that, and you know, I see in Canada, we have tons of hockey players, and I just see the hockey players doing the exact same things. They're going to camps, they're going training, they're testing out techniques, they're getting their chops. So the chops for a person that's playing video games is just your fucking hand-eye coordination and moving and trying things and doing that. Uh, Other people are going out there with their sticks and skating around and being good skaters. It's, It's kind of I'm seeing very, very similar mindsets and practices where they're just, you have to practice and get good and train and know things and test things out. And I don't know. I don't know what is the sport. What isn't a sport of that same. It's not like they're, it's also not like they're not physically straining themselves. I, I guess the idea of you're, oh, you're just sitting in a chair doing nothing all the time. But, I don't know how many of you actually played a competitive game of like ranked Overwatch. It's stressful. <laughs> it I is. sweat. I sweat after it because I know there's things on, on the line. It stakes. It's like you're here to be good. Be good. Don't just go in there all. Uh, I'm not here for. No, if you want to be casual, go in an arcade. If you want to be ranked and actually get like a a gold status of like consist. I'm consistently gold. There, I put it out there. Um, <laughs> it's not good. It's above average. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. So yeah. I'm never going to be like a sports star. I'm sorry. It's, it's the truth. Unless I started playing every single day and started like really honing down on techniques and understanding, going through the books and writing out plays and doing that kind of stuff, like getting into it. I don't know. It's sort of, it's sort of a bit of both, but like you can have basketball as a, as a sport. You can be competitive. You can train every day. You can be Michael, uh, Michael Jordan and shooting those hoops every day. Uh, practice, practice, practice. Or with you can Bugs just Bunny. with Bugs Bunny, of course, <laughs> until he goes and plays baseball. Um, or you can just be 
doing three-on-three your buds in the back. Mm-hmm. Also playing some basketball, not just gay sex. That was the joke. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, I don't know. It's yeah, That's physical. It keeps you going. Um, probably more healthier. But, again, when you're getting into the competitive scene, that's another argument. Yeah, no, you're that's... <laughs> you're you're normally, that hurting. That's a whole you're normally hurting yourself when you're playing competitive sports. So, yeah. Okay. It's 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 a it's a weird thing to say. It's it kind of is. It's got fans. It's got memorabilia. It's got teams. It's got regulations. It's got rules. That's like race car driving has all of that. If that's a sport, it it's pushing boundaries forward. It's changing the world in some way, some form, somehow. What is right? What is wrong? <laughs> Deep thoughts, guys. Deep thoughts. Yeah. All right then. Well. Personally, for myself, I'm I'd say no, mostly for kind of the same reasons that Amy was saying. Mm-hmm. Is like, well, but but at the same time, also partially for some of the things that Rob said, yeah. because while yes, it, the game itself is a you can train, you can practice, you can make, you can work hard, and make yourself better and better and better until you're essential and and being able to compete on a high level, but at the same time. The term sport for me, I don't know. It, there's always that physical aspect, and while while I I always I have to think of that if they if they do have to make it a classification, they have to keep sports and esports separate. And esports itself is something. Do you know who is, else said that? Hitler. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say put esports at concentration camps. I'm not. That, 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 oh my gosh! <laughs> Damn it! And here I was gonna say something like, "This is actually really cool." All all of us had a different opinion, and yeah. then we brought Hitler into it. Yeah. Wow, he had different so opinions the, too. Uh, no, do not start with that. Auschwitz. But but no, no 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 no. Anyway, <laughs> but no. But what I'm just saying is that it was like, yes, I think they like esports itself has its own ha, needs to have its own definition. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I don't think it, the definition should be sport. No, oh, it's just esports. Sport, it's esports. Sport was a word that was made before, you know, there were even the concept of video games. Exactly. So yeah, exactly. It is but, hard. I think yeah. they deserve their own new term instead of exactly hmm. like. But but that's but at the same time, there was there's been this whole thing about about calling their um, professional players athletes. Yeah, that that's something that I have. That was another whole thing. That and that's one thing I will say it. I do have a problem with because I don't view this as being athletic. No, that's that's a that's bastardization exactly of a word. Exactly, athletes and I don't agree athletic. with it either. Yeah, exactly. that, that's just it. It's like professional that's one gamers. Place are I not will athletes. go and stand with Amy one hundred percent on because they are athletes. They're players. Exactly. I mean, and like I dance, is that a sport? Most people can say no. You know what I yes, mean? So is. just because it's not. Just because things are or aren't a sport doesn't mean they're more or less, you know? Exactly. Is fishing a sport? Yes. Yes. So those are athletes that are fishing? No. I could could make an argument on that one because there is a massive physical strain that goes along with a lot, especially like deep sea fishing and whatnot. You're getting stuck up on words, guys. You know words can change. But that's my problem is that words shouldn't change. DJ's an athlete. You DJ's come, an athlete. <laughs> you come up with different words, and he's been in a hospital bed for his sort. <laughs> yes, he's an athlete. He he hurt himself. 
He's Did been he? stabbed yeah. by sharks. <laughs> uh, see, see, he's got played by yeah, shark. No, I, and that's a place that I'm going to say no to athlete because I'm sorry, there is nobody that has ever played CS:GO that has gotten anything more than a hangnail from going and trying to clip between matches. Carpal tunnel is a serious thing, man. Oh I'm sorry. No, no. Of fishing, I think we should finish this podcast real quick. You think <laughs> How's that uh, for a hook, line, and sinker? I'm, like, <laughs> I'm just fishing for other jokes here. Sorry. With that, I would like to say thank you all of you for once again joining us this week and listening to us ramble on about esports um, and a couple other topics while we're at it. In any case, though, thank you so much. We always greatly appreciate it when you when you get to spend the time with us and for downloading and for giving us any review possible. Um, of course, if you this ones, is your first preferable, yeah, preferable yes, five, five stars on uh, iTunes helps us out a lot, actually, because uh, mm-hmm. now not we're any review, good reviews. Keep your negative opinions to yourself. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. Oh. If, you, if you like the podcast, hit the little button. Go and give us a five star review. If you don't like them, shut the fuck up. Wow. <laughs> no, okay, no, no, no. But no. Go, but, go but... compete in Farm Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. We greatly appreciate it that you spend the time with us, and we always are happy to have you. Once again, thank you so much for joining us. We will always be uh be we'll try and be here every single week and we update every Monday. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>